Hello, and thank you for joining us on Riding Through the Ages. My name is Eric. My name's Eugene. Today, we're going to be in the first episode of the Heisei series, Kuga. Yep, and so that's, uh, this is episode two of the show, episode one of Kuga. Episode one of the Heisei. Phase the Heisei. one. Phase one. <laughs> A lot of ones. A lot of ones. <laughs> ones, ones, twos, ones. Uh, which is a good thing because it, it, it aired in the 2000s. Um, <laughs> so this is going to be episode one of Kamen Rider Kuga, titled Revival, and it aired on January 30th, 2000. January 30th, 2000. And so the last episode we watched was April 3rd, you said? I think it was April 3rd, 1971, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. So we're looking at a jump that's just under 29 years. That's crazy. Yeah. So what do you think about, what do you think is going to happen on this based on your extensive common writer knowledge? Oh, I, well, what's the what's okay, revival. That's revival. Yeah. Now, mind my you, ex- this is the first episode after a big gump of like almost like I think it was like 20 years or something like that. Yeah. It was a big gap in my in my highly educated and informed opinion. Uh <laughs> I have absolutely no idea. Uh I imagine no, I've got nothing. <laughs> no idea. Huh? With a name like Revival, it's like, what could even like? Okay, uh, okay. Let's let's give it an actual shot. Let's give it an actual shot. I can't just cop out here. Um. So maybe, maybe like common writers don't exist often anymore, and now they're making a resurgence. Like maybe, maybe who knows? A guy know. comes back to life, or. <laughs> maybe <Yes>. they're, they're <laughs> reviving an old suit i don't even know <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay so um yeah this has been a big gap from just not only from the when the show started but a big gap since when it ended and so mm-hmm. um it's the there's been some movies in between so this but this is like the return of common writer to television okay and so is, is there anything else you're looking forward to uh yeah okay so besides my entirely informed and educated opinion yeah uh, one thing I am looking forward to is the uh, updated soundtrack. You know, get a little bit out of the the seventies uh, campy sort of. Uh, It'd be great if like it started as exact. Oh, same I know, sound. right? Like, yeah, I would probably just die laughing. Yeah, there was uh, there is the whole thing of like it's kind of a reboot, but maybe not. Mm. Like. Oh, so maybe oh, maybe they're doing some throwback stuff. Yeah, so we'll you, see. You never know because they tried rebooting it also with uh, Skyrider. They tried to like make it just call it Common Rider, but it didn't work out. And so, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we'll uh, we will be right back after we go and watch that. See you soon. Okay, and we're back. So, uh, what'd you think? Quick off off the top of your head. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I'm a bit blown away. I was expecting it to still be campy. Yeah. You know, like, okay, we watched season one, episode one, mm-hmm. and uh, totally different. Oh, yeah. Like, the pacing. Uh, I had almost no time to take notes. It was like one of those, I don't want to look away. I might miss something, <laughs> Yeah, you know, but it didn't feel rushed either. No, no, no. I mean, there was so much more, uh, room for character development. As far as the pacing is concerned, there's less drawn out scenes. So, I mean, it, it's a little faster. Um, but yeah, I, I will say uh, one thing is, uh, it, it was only until we started the very, very first couple moments of it. I was realizing even though there is a big jump in uh, time, yeah, and so quality as far as you know overall quality, it's still twenty years ago almost, yeah, which is a significant dip in quality considering. So I was like, well, it, it it's like, yeah, it's, I mean, it was January two thousand, so yeah, twenty years ago, twenty years ago almost. Oh no, it is twenty. Oh my god, that's right, we're in twenty twenty, people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's been twenty years. Yeah. I was thinking nineteen. So uh, it was written by. Uh, Narisha Akihawa and directed by Hidori Ishida. 
names we might recognize names as we go on because yeah. i never really paid attention to yeah. who written directed I mean, when like, i was just watching them it's but. really one of those uh you would recognize if you're interested in that kind of yeah. work you know paying attention to yeah, I never the writers really recognized, if you were a writer yeah. the previous last episode of common writer to this one aired in 89 okay so it was it was 11 years before this episode yeah um, so 11 years has been off the air, which is one of the reasons why it's like it's a big deal, mm-hmm. which is probably the reason why it's called Revival. Yeah. I mean, in the show, as we go on, we'll see that there's a whole point. There's of, a like, theme re- of Revival. It, re- revival in the show. It starts off with an acknowledgement to Ishinomori, yeah, the creator. A, episode dedication. I didn't I didn't catch the name. Shitaro so. Ishinomori. Okay. Um, and he, he passed away like two years before this okay. came out. I mean, but his Super Sentai was still going, so he was still popular. Right. Um, and then, of course, the the thing I love is the notification to watch it in a lit room. Yeah, lit room. Uh, and it said, like, at a certain distance. Since, yeah. yeah. Not to be too close to it. Yeah. I see that a lot. Yeah. At first, I was thinking maybe it was, like, your projector was, like, oh, we should probably take a step back. And then but, I'm like, oh, uh, no. What's good. great is, like, it says it for – because you think, oh, yeah, it's a kid's show and stuff like that. But, no, like, Garo – which is like a tokusatsu show, but like a full-on adult tokusatsu show. Like okay. blood, guts, nudity, all this stuff. <laughs> wow. It has a notification about watching it in a well room. Oh Was that like around the same time? No, this is like way later. It's I think they still have it sometimes and stuff like that. It's just ridiculous, but it's. it's <laughs> okay, I was wondering if it was like one of those, uh, you know, health and safety concerns of yeah, its I, era. I, I don't know if it is, but um. So then it starts off in oh, like a, this weird, uh, grainy. Yeah, very fuzzy. It was like almost. I was worried. It was like, did we get a bad quality picture? No, it's it, and it, then it's like this uh, montage flashback. Yeah, it's like black and white, fuzzy. Like you're, it's trying to give you this hint of this happened maybe a long time ago. <laughs> a long time ago, and we see well, Kuga, as we'll, go, we'll come to know, you know, the common yeah. rider Kuga. We see him fighting a bunch of monsters. Um, all yeah, like gr- blacked out. You can't really make any yeah, distinctions really out. Stuff like that. It's quick cuts, you know. Right. The only thing that has like the the his suit kind of pops out as more color. Yeah. Uh, but you know, we find out later it's black and white. So obviously the white shows up, <laughs> and the black doesn't. And like it looks like after he beats the monsters, he lays down in like a sarcophagus type thing. Yeah. Like a stone giant yeah, sarcophagus. And then it. It shows like a symbol on the stone sarcophagus mm-hmm. after the like lo- lid goes down. Yeah, some like ha- half like fake ass hieroglyphics. Yeah, just whatever. And yeah. then like this hand goes up and it comes back into color, and then it goes to the the opening song. Yeah, the opening song. And then at this point, I realize you know, okay, obviously the music's gonna be a bit more my style as far <laughs> as you know. A big jump in time and yeah. a little bit less. <laughs> I can't sing for crap, so you know. But yeah, you know, I kind of dig the opening theme. Mm-hmm. I can say, you know, it's one of those things I might might listen to every now and then. It's got the uh, the good old Cho uh, Henshin, which is uh, a, a famous phrase in Common Writer, which means super transformation. Super transformation. Because Henshin is like the uh, one, and then there was a one of the earlier Common Writers, Cho Henshin. Okay. And so, or sometimes it's Dai Henshin. Dai Henshin. Which is... <laughs> Giant, giant, or great, or great. great. Okay, <laughs> yeah. And so we have the opening, and it's what we learn is our main character, and it's kind of a solemn opening, actually. Yeah, kind of because it, like it still does have the uh, the bike. He still rides a bike in it. The opening credits are like it's a little bit more somber, especially at like the start of the opening credits because it just shows like his name's Godai. We'll learn. Yeah, Godai. Um, is just like staring off and it's the song and it like builds up as it shows more and then it shows Kamen Rider Kuga but it also still has the motorcycle sequence near the end. Yeah, <laughs> of course, you gotta have it. I you just, gotta have it. It's rider. <laughs> in, in my informed, highly educated opinion, you gotta have it. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, then we go into the, the show proper. This is where we also learn that the title of the episode is Revival. Revival, like, yeah. And it, it shows them showing the their sarcophagus and they're doing things. And it's an yeah, it Because when, when when, before it cut to the opening credits, it, yeah. there's those hands that were on the sarcophagus. And then when it comes back, it's almost the same. And there's like two pairs of hands. Yeah. So at, when it, before it cuts away, it's a lady's hand. Yeah. W- wearing like a, 
um, like a tribal bracelet of some yeah, sort. Yeah. And then it comes back and it shows kind of a similar thing, but it's a, like a guy's hand mm. and it kind of comes out and it's. Yeah, it starts off with the same black and white, but not grainy. Yeah. And, and then it, it turns out it's uh, an archaeologist team. Yeah, you get a little bit of color back to the. And to it shows the, it's in like the mountains of, of Japan. And so they're all they're talking about like who would have thought this would be in Japan and stuff like yeah like breaking it up to lift the lid off this, or this right like a great discovery and yeah happening and be they're talking, talking about, about it like as a, if they're not sure of like the uh, the existence it was weird that it existed here yeah. they lift up the lid of the sarcophagus yeah and I'm thinking oh or, so at this point I'm going okay is this is this mummy bad guy are we having a mummy bad guy right mm-hmm. now and they show it. And it's funny because, like, one of the researchers is like, what do you think this says? Do you think it says don't touch it or you'll be cursed? <laughs> and they're like, we've already touched it. Yeah, so what would be like, the point huh? of knowing that? <laughs> it's like, well, damn, I wish we had thought of that. And um, there's always that funny thing about the people in King Tut's tomb. It's just like, it's like, you know, everybody that went to King Tut's tomb is dead. I'm like, yeah, it was like 150 yeah, years ago. You, you don't say. <laughs> I would hope he was dead, <laughs> yeah. poor guy. If they were alive, everybody should still be going into <laughs> King Tut's tomb. Yeah, like, let's go hang out there. Um, and so, uh, right before it cuts away, like it shows the inside of a shriveled up corpse of some yeah, sort. Yeah, it's like you see a ring and then it, uh, you, there was the belt there. Yeah. And then it zooms into a hand and the hand twitches. Yeah, hand twitches a little bit. And then it cuts away to Ooh. the airport. Yes. Which is something we didn't have in our previous episode, no. the first episode. And what is called an establishing shot <laughs> showing. We've changed locations. Right. Yeah. They didn't bother with that. No, before it was just like, yeah, and then somebody's talking. Yeah. and we'll, we, we'll make you catch up. Yeah. <laughs> what I liked about this scene is uh, he's talking, and at first I was I was thinking, okay, is he breaking the fourth wall right now? Yeah, is he talking, talking to, to me? Yeah. I'm like, is, he, is this supposed to be addressed to me right now? He's like giving his character background. And uh, because I, and I had no, no idea what to expect because with when we're watching uh, season one, episode one, uh, they're straight up telling you the master plan yeah to the audience yeah so it, i was already expecting fourth wall breaking to- totally different and stuff like that but then sure enough he's not talking to us he's talking to this kid that's like yeah, he's talking his about out. a story he's tell a story about like how even if you're scared you should smile yeah it was something along the lines he was talking of, about how like when he was a kid he was lost in the mountains of nepal <laughs> And this this guide who was also a kid just told him he's just like you just gotta smile, which like like those couple of lines tell you a lot about his life. Yeah, you're like when he was like a nine year old kid, he was in Nepal for some reason, lost in the mountains of Nepal. Like, and there's just a a kid crying. He's like, but I guess losing your mom and dad, not being able to find your mom and dad, is 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 just scary. And the kid's just crying. Yeah, not responding really. And then he just uh, whips out some what was those baseballs? They were juggling balls, yeah. Oh, okay, so you said juggling balls. I didn't know because I, I couldn't really see the ball itself. I was like, he, is he a baseball fan? We'll find out. I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah, and he just starts juggling to cheer this kid up. Then uh, a police officer comes by, and you're thinking, oh, the." in my mind, I'm thinking to myself, I've seen shows like this. They're going to yeah. think that this kid has got kidnapped by this yeah, guy. Yeah, that's what stuff. I was thinking for but sure. But no, it's totally, he was just watching him while the police officer went and found the parents. They just thank him. I'm like, oh, this is so nice. This would never happen in America these days. <laughs> and they just thanked him, and he's like, no problem. I got to be off. And uh, we learned that like he just got came in. Mm-hmm. He just came in from a trip, and then he found this lost kid, and he's just like, okay, well, I'll go with the lost kid. Well, and then it comes to, switches over to the university. Yes, yes, it goes to the Which university. is the same university. Yeah, the same one. It's the same university from the original, from Common Arts, Jordan University, which is a big university. Yeah. It's like saying MIT or... Yeah, I, I picked up on that. And I oh, was Cambridge thinking, or something like yeah, that. Like it's, yeah. a, it's a name. Prestige. Univer- is, yeah, it's, a, yeah, it's an important university. And so we see there's a woman. She's talking on the phone. She's talking about working on translations for the archaeological dig. Mm-hmm. And this is also where I noticed uh, the very... Uh, late 90s early 2000s computers oh for sure i mean (laughs) they're like one step away from being a toaster and you could probably still cook food on them (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) i remember those i remember when a seven when like a 13 or 14 inch monitor was like the biggest monitor yeah you're storing everything on a floppy disk you could have 32 colors (laughs) yeah if if you heavily mod your computer you can play snake yeah (laughs) And it's all CRTs, and so 
it's you can tell there are CRTs because you got the wavy line because of the frame rate. Yeah, it's, not it's just like it seems like it's blinking out all the time. Yeah, like, but it's what? not. It's just the the fr- the film frame rate is different than the frame rate of the the screen, and <laughs> yeah. so it's causing all this weird yeah. things and stuff like. And so, but she is working on a translation of the images I, from the yeah. archaeology. It's kind of hard to call them hieroglyphs because that's just very symbols. specific symbols. <laughs> it's They're like symbols. symbols like hieroglyphs. Yeah, fake hieroglyphs. Yeah, cutting out, and we see we see like a first person view of climbing up a wall. Yeah, like you get a full-on view of something's butt in tight black leather. Yeah. <laughs> just shimming up, making these heavy breathing noises. Ca- crawling up like a, a vines on yeah. the outside of a wall yeah. to like get to the window. And then that's the woman will come to learn is a Sakonoko. And she is like looking at a card catalog, getting like research material. Yeah, the like old days when it wasn't all just fitting on your computer. Yeah. And you're digging through like cards that you have <laughs> on a shelf. Yeah, getting reference material and stuff. And we keep flashing back to like first person view of like someone sneaking up on Yeah, first stuff. person. You're just seeing the climb. Now that you first off, you see the butt. And then from that point forward, every time it flashes back, you just see heavy breathing or you, well, you don't see the heavy breathing, <laughs> but uh, you hear heavy breathing and you see. You know, hand moving over hand, getting closer to the window. Comes to a window, which is funny because he opens the window with two hands. Yeah, you see two hands, and I think he has a watch on. So at this point, I'm thinking, okay, I don't think this is a, a, you, you, a villain. You, yeah, part of you is just like, well, I don't. I think this is kind of just like he's trying to sneak up on her and scare mm-hmm. her. Yeah. And so at first you think, oh, it's somebody sneaking up, and then maybe he'll come in and save it. And then you're like, no, it's him sneaking up because you can recognize the, yeah. the you could recognize the coat and yeah, stuff like brown that. Brown leather. Earth. And you think he's going to yeah. scare her to make it funny. And then they flip it over when he's like scaring up and he's walking up and he's like, got this mask on. You totally yeah. tell it's him. Totally. And, and you're like, oh, he's going to scare her and stuff like that. And she doesn't even turn around. She's just like, why don't you come in through the door? Why do you climb in through the windows? Yeah, we're going like, to get in totally trouble. Totally not scared. <laughs> it's like, you're going to get us in trouble. You're going to get scared. Or and there's res- complaints or something. Yeah. And his response is, that wall's just meant to be crawled yeah. up. Like, <laughs> it's just asking for it. Which which sounds like maybe that's the reason why he was up in the mountains. Yeah, <laughs> no kidding. And so he says that he had brought this mask back from her from Indonesia. Yeah. Which, and she says, on another one of your trips, which means that yeah, he's like. Yeah, it implies that he's always traveling. He's always around. traveling. He's a world traveled man. And, and and she, like, I think she offers him tea and he's like, no, because I got to go to, or I got to get. Coffee, I think it was coffee. Yeah, coffee. She offers coffee, and he's like, I can't. I have to go to the ruins of blah, blah, blah. Yeah, he's he's going. I think he was talking about these ruins, which makes me think that the reason why he came back is because he heard about these ruins, and he thought, oh, those would be cool to see. Yeah, probably. Because <laughs> yeah. Yeah. he doesn't need to be uh, – he probably also knows what she's working on because she's working on the translation. Right, yeah. That's when the computer dings. Part of a translation is done. Yeah, because computers ding like a toaster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Flip the egg, yeah. and um, it's a the translation was like death, death warning, yeah, warning, you know, what don't that? touch or you'll be cursed. Oh, um, gotta touch it. And she's joking. She's like, "Oh, this is funny. I should call them mm-hmm. and tell them about this, so we can all have a big laugh about the curse of this tomb and stuff like yeah. that." Yeah. And so she calls, and they're screaming on the phone. She's just like, "It took me a minute to realize what was happening." So there's like several people at the archaeological dig. And one of the guys has a camcorder. Yeah. And he's and he's been recording. Um, and then that I think that was a person she called. That makes sense. Because he had a phone and he wasn't saying anything. Right. But then a girl behind him, because the view is just him and this girl behind her, him, uh-huh. who's also on the phone, and they're both staring out like where the camera would be, scared, and there's like noises and stuff yeah, happening. I think I think you can see like a looming shadow. Yeah, and, and so she's like, on the phone calling for the police, like saying that something's attacking them and stuff like that. Help and, and then he, the guy who's on the phone to her, uh, to Sakonoko, drops his phone, and then. It's great because she looks up. She's going to ask Yusuke about calling the police or something like that. And he's already heading out the door. He's like, I'll call you when I'm there. And he's yeah. like, he's gone. Yeah. Action man. Um, yeah. It's almost like chasing 10, bi- ten bikers. Right. <laughs> almost. Yeah, almost. And so it's, it actually like shows him he's driving to it. And this must be a distance away of something. like. Yeah, because yeah, it's like, it's, okay. It shows that when he's on the, bi- on the road, it's nine, it's three in the morning. Yeah. And then, because... By the time he gets there, it's day. But yeah, by the by the time he gets there, it's like nine. So it like cost him like six hours to get there. Right. Somehow. But we but we get that scene with the I don't want to say mummy, but something down deep down. Yeah. So that's what happens. So so we have we have like a monster. Yeah. 
So it's at 307. It's kind of like pouring rain and stuff like that, and it's a little dark. Right, and then there's right. this monster. You can't really see. It's just a looming shape. It looks like it has a cape of some sort. Yeah, it looks like he's got some some floppy hair. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like, dare I say it, boss monstery. Yes, like, like yeah, I'm definitely getting the the uh, uh, at least mid boss. Yeah, sure. and he's 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 walking through. It's all in shadows, walking through the woods and stuff like that. And then he, this is where we get the weird words. Yes, so um, so while we're watching it. I should say that we're putting on the show and we have a choice of subtitles to watch from. And we choose the first one and we couldn't figure out why there were two. And he was just like, oh, you know, I've got multiple. Um, uh, it, I couldn't remember at the time. I'm like, yeah, yeah. there's multiple subtitles and stuff like that. Because there's like Japanese subtitles and stuff like that. So at this point we get to this part and he's he says about eight words of gibberish and it just translates to ebum. Ebimore or some nonsense. And then I remembered it because I've, I've seen this whole thing before. And then I pause it and I'm like, okay, so what it is is that the monsters in the show have their own language. <laughs> and it's an actual language, but only for the show. It's like a made-up language. Constructed. Yeah, yeah constructed language. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's, like a, it's like a one-to-one thing. So it's just like a made-up language. Mm-hmm. But um, when... Japanese people watch the show, they have no idea what they're saying. They have to learn what they're doing through context and stuff like that. But when the DVDs, I believe, were released of the show, they had a subtitle track that had a translation of... Uh, the gibberish. Well, it, it's an actual language. I don't want right, to... Right. I don't, I don't want to, like... <laughs> Call it gibberish when they took the time, but... <laughs> no, like, there's an actual, like, name for the language, but I don't want to, like, reveal what it is until it's shown in the show, so you know okay, what the language fair is. fair enough, fair enough. Because, like, the monsters have a name. Yeah, we're do- trying to do no spoilers. Yeah, the, mon- the monster's name, the monster language. And so when people translated it into English, they, trans- they, they did both. They translated it without and with. And I'm all about watching it without it, to like get the more authentic experience of having no idea, and also later on, there's actually some good acting in that language. That like, I mean, and there's been plenty of times you watch you watch things with languages you have no idea what's yeah, going on. Especially when you're first learning a language, you just watch yeah, shows and with you're it just and seeing just like, how they move their body. Yeah, and, and so and it's actually really cool because like you get up like you're watching it and you get to see like hierarchies and things like that in it. So then throughout the show, there's just gibberish and. <laughs> And it, rather than not having anything in the subtitles, thinking they missed a language, they just put gibberish in the subtitles. Yeah, just evermore. Yeah, it, it it sounds like I'm saying evermore. I promise you, that is not what I'm saying. Or Eberron or something yeah. like that. It was just like Eberron or something. It was just like it was just like E B or or E O W or something. So like that. he comes out. He says this gibberish, and there's like lightning welling up in his hands, and he shoots it at the ground. Like I don't even know. <laughs> it just attacks the ground. And a bunch of hands rise up through like a bunch of monster hands of different yeah, types and stuff. Definitely like that. a bunch of different variety of monster hands just popping through the dirt. And I'm thinking, is it zombies? I love zombies. I would eh. I would like to see more zombies. There is a series where the monsters are called undead. Ooh. But um and it's a very common writer version of what you'd think. Ooh. But um <laughs> <laughs> So then it comes to the next morning. Right. And it's at the outside the archaeological site. Yes, yes, the the place that Godai was headed towards. He found it. It took him like six hours. But first the police are there. Yeah, the police are there, which I'll get to later which, why this is really funny, why this is here. But there's uh, there's also there's, there's police there, but there's also like mountain rescue crews. Yeah. And like a bunch of people like who are like, yards. one guy is just like, this seems way like too much destruction for a lightning strike. Yeah. like this Oh, because there was the lightning. Yeah, the the, the the big shooting of light. Yes, because like Godai actually saw it from the road. It was yeah, like a pillar of light yeah. that came out. I forgot about that. And so they probably thought there was a lightning strike stuff like that. But they go doing there. It's like it was way too much destruction for it. And so Godai is like on a ridge and he sees all these people. And then a police off, plain coast police officer there, detective. He's got a nice coat on and stuff. Main character material. So yeah, definitely. Main character lighting. Uh, we'll learn later. His name is Ichimoji. So Ichimoji. Uh, Ichimoji. Ichimoji. Godai tries to pull the, I work here. And yeah. so he just kind of wi- tries to walk by him. And he's just he's just like, sorry, I'm late. And just keeps walking. And, he, and Ichimoji is like, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, I guess that won't work. I, uh, I'm part of the, I'm here helping because of the translation team. And they're like, what's your connection to the archaeology yeah. group? I don't have any. So he just like whips out this this card, which is basically, I, the gist of it is I'm a free spirit. I go where I want. Yeah, he's like, like uh, follows a smile or something like that. Yeah, but yeah um, which is funny because he does it in a very non 
professional way. Totally. There's, there's a professional Japanese way to hand out a business card. And he this is, isn't that. He no. just like opens it up and hands it to Definitely people. Definitely not. Like, just like, here, take one. And so they're, basically they're like, are you a joke? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is this <laughs> Ichimoji is just take him, put him in my car. I'll question him later after I'm done here. Mm-hmm. And so then he, uh, the other guy is trying to pull him away. And then uh, Godai does the whole, what's that? What's that? What's going over there? Totally, totally. <laughs> and it almost works. <laughs> But no, Ichimoji is like on top of that, just rushes, does this whole. He tries to like clothesline him. And yeah. Then, yeah. And then Godai ducks, ducks under, and then, and then like Ichimoji swips him out of the. grabs him right before he bangs his head on something. Course, and then. Like, with this whole sort of ridiculous, like, catch him with arm outstretched, like, full weight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Godai's just. He, like, respects it. He's like, nice. nice. And this is where he does uh, a thing that's like, it's a Godai thing. He gives a thumbs up. Yeah, just a bing. Thumbs up, which when I first saw it, I thought, is that supposed to be cool? But it actually turns out that it is even corny to the Japanese people <laughs> in the show. They're just like, what it's are like, you why doing? Why are you doing this? Thumbs up. It's like you hide yourself from other people in public because you don't want to be seen as associated with that person. <laughs> and as he's being uh, taken away, the police officer comes out with the belt. Yeah, yeah. So this one police officer is like running by with this bag of like a bagged up, crusty old looking belt, and and Godai just gets this flashback to this the first opening scene, the very mm-hmm. opening scene with this the fight in this sort of antechamber or something. Which, if we need to believe, was like thousands of years ago. Or yeah, something. Where it, it seriously you're getting that that vibe that this is a long time ago and lost galaxy civilization, far, far away, a know? lost civilization type thing. And then it cuts to Nagano, which is which is this is where it is. This is uh, this is where most of it takes place in Nagano, which is weird because it's like why would Ichimochi be there? Because that is so far out of his jurisdiction. <laughs> <laughs> and this is this is this is usually my problem with like right. shows that are like procedural cop shows or yeah, something like that. It's just, just like, why is there only nine people in this police department who do anything? Yeah, and everyone <laughs> else is kind of screwing around. Uh, I, I always had this about in Stargate SG-1. Oh, totally. There's only the one team. Like, what is everyone else doing? Yeah, it's just like, there's only there, there's only the one translator who translates everything? Everything. There's only one scientist, and they're on this squad that goes out all the time? Right. <laughs> I mean, the, the only time you ever actually see anything like more expanded is when they do Atlantis. Yeah. You know, or it's like a whole team. And yeah. So. It's like they have this whole like, like hundreds of But people. yeah, it's like there's th- these guys are the special. And so they just do everything. What yeah. it really is is in reality, it's just they have these actors and they don't have to pay them any extra to have yeah, them on the show. So I have more teams. You got yeah. Teams. Every act, every actor they have on the show is somebody else they have to pay. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Godai is outside the police station and he's just there. Yeah, because now now they're he's no longer being taken to the car. Like they probably just like, yeah, like okay, well he didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and so Godai's outside of the thing, and that's when uh, Sakuroko comes up, mm-hmm. and he saw a symbol on the side of the belt, and he faxed it to her. Yeah, yeah, to was, have her translated. Yes, and it's like Ichibochi just jumps out of the woodworks. It seems like like he saw Godai outside somehow. Yeah. Um. Across the street in this giant police station. Yeah, of course. Just and um, he comes out, and this is where Godai, like, works his way into the whole situation by, like, this is the translator who's part of the team, who's yeah, part of the it. thing, so <laughs> why don't we all just go in together? Right. <laughs> He's like, I'm interested. Let's make this happen. And he seems like a person that just acts like he should be there, and so people just let him. Yeah, <laughs> just making himself seem official. Not not super official, but official enough. <laughs> yeah, official. Like he should be part of it. And then they Ichimoji decides to uh, bring him in on the case, I guess. Yeah, like, seriously, just trust the guy with this huge piece of evidence or <laughs> maybe a relic. So they're they're sitting in this uh, room. It's it's usually I get the the idea that this is where you take people to do briefings or debriefings. Yeah, like, it's like a department head briefing room. Yeah, it's like, like a this meeting is where room. you would talk to everyone involved on a very very complex case or uh, t- talk to you know team leads about what they expect from their teams in this year. Well, it was two thousand. This could be just the biggest television in the entire building. Yeah, because <laughs> so, the the whole purpose of this scene is they're saying, "Hey, so we've got." It's like, "Yeah, so we found this and." Uh, I think at this point she realizes now that they're all dead. Yeah. And yeah. she she knew them. They were like her friends right. and colleagues and stuff like that. Yeah, so. she was kind of just holding out hope that it wasn't as bad as it sounded yeah. over the phone. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so, because there would be like, there hasn't been time for the news, because this is like only like yeah. 
this is only the next morning and stuff like yeah, that. It's, it's probably like noon. I think I think they showed the time. They showed the time a lot in the show. Yeah, they do, but you know, that's one of those things where at that point now I'm taking like I'm fiercely writing notes because yeah, I have, and I, I kind of just zone. I, I kind of zone out when it comes to time. Sometimes when it when they show like time stamps, I'm like, what is it? Yeah, uh, I mean, because okay, I I, I see it. It's relevant to me at that moment. But I'm not going to in books. It. Whenever it comes out, I'm like always flipping back. Like, when was the last well, time? Yeah, How, so it's just, oh, it's two hours mark. later. Okay, now this makes sense. <laughs> oh, God. But yeah, then they show the video, mm-hmm. and so we have basically the exact same scene we saw earlier, but from a slightly different point of view. And I, I, I will appreciate this scene because they made the camera work look worse than the camera work for the show. So but they made like, it look like a guy was scared holding the camera. Yeah, you're, you're looking at like a, the camcorder version of uh, the one thing that always bothers me is when I watch a show and they're just they're like, here's the video footage and it's just the film footage from the show. Yeah, they're just you're repeating like, the scene. You're like, like, why did you what? waste my time with this? Yeah, or just how did they get those angles? Yeah, yeah <laughs> what's going on here? That they can't possibly be holding that camera. Yeah, no, they actually made it look like somebody was holding it and and uh, stuff was going on. So I mean, of course, we the viewers already kind of get it. But now the now the whole crew. <laughs> well, what we do see is that um, the monster had the belt, the monster, oh, the, yeah. the boss monster, and he yeah. kind of like got like angry and like threw it on the ground yeah. or something. And he and he says, you know, blah blah blah, cougar, blah blah. Yeah. So you know, it's like, mm, yeah. No, I've, I've heard that word before. <laughs> this is that. a good time to point out about the. Do you know the whole thing about uh, Hong Kong subs? I do not. So there's this thing called Hong Kong subs, and this is back before when things were like really hard to get subtitles. Okay. Before the internet got really big and stuff like that, you mostly got these from like, uh, you just bought them from weird places and stuff like that. And so <laughs> what it was is that they would take anime and live action shows and stuff from Japan, they bring them to Hong Kong, a team would translate them to Chinese. Okay. <laughs> the subtitles. Right. And then someone would translate the subtitles, Chinese subtitles, to English. <laughs> so okay, so you get this butchered English. Or, yeah, it, it doesn't really it, it, match. It's up. so hilarious. I've seen some some shows with them, and they are so funny. One time, I was watching a Detective Conan okay. episode in in Hong Kong subs. And good normally, show, you can show. like if you know enough Japanese and you know the subtitles, you can get the general idea of the show. Uh-huh. No problem. But at one point, the character said oxygen in english okay the translation in the subtitle was hydrogen (laughs) they straight up say the word in english and (laughs) wow but anyways so common writer kuga is is a kind of famous in the common writer community about the fact that they had these hong kong subs in some of these oh yeah and it was translated to common writer cool guy oh no (laughs) so so you'll hear things like cool guy kuga or things like okay. that so yeah, like if you ever go into like the websites or anything they'll call kuga and that's that's <laughs> where this whole thing because kuga uh-huh. is the japanese word so i think it's just a word they made up so blah but, blah blah cool guy blah, but blah. cool guy because they translated that thinking it was an english word <laughs> oh wow so anyways i just thought about that because of the whole like kuga was the only yeah, word yeah. that was translated and stuff like that but then there's this whole thing where like each emoji is just, this is supposed to be an evidence. Yeah. You just, <laughs> oh, this is supposed to be an evidence, but it seems relevant based on this footage, and I need you to translate this. So here's thing. the belt. So let's pop out the belt. And so at this point, he's they're interrupted. So this guy walks in. Yeah, but, uh, a police officer yeah. walks in. And is, is saying, we, and I need to talk to you. He goes over. You don't really hear anything that's being said. At least I don't remember hearing anything that's being said. Um, he said like something urgent. about, yeah, there's uh, an emergency or something. <laughs> Yeah, so he just turns around. I was like, okay, so I know I just met you, but please take this possibly valuable artifact. You might both be suspects, but I don't know. But take this. I'll come get it later. Maybe he checked out our conditions while they were in the office. I mean, there's I no telling. So. Yeah. But, just um, one of those things you accept. But yeah, there, well, I mean, there is symbols on the belt. This is evidence. Maybe he just wants her to translate it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like and, he knows and, where to find them, I guess. And maybe. It was more like just stay here with it. I'll keep this in your thing. Yeah, I'll, that was I'll probably come, intention. I'll, I'll, I'll come back, you know. And this is when uh, Godai asks Sakuroko, like, "What does this symbol mean?" Yeah, what's the symbol mean? And she says, "Power, power." This symbol is the uh, the Kuga symbol because all the all the writers have their own symbols. Okay. And so if you ever see this symbol, it's the it's the Kuga symbol. 
Okay. Okay. Um, they all have their little thing. Sometimes it's just like a stylized version of their fate, their mask or something like that. But for Kuga, it's this. And this is where it goes to someplace else. Yeah, yeah wherever <laughs> some shenanigans are happening. It almost feels like the scenes are a little out of order. But kind of, yeah, kind of sort of. But, it's, but it, maybe it's not. Maybe this is just, maybe Ichimoji's just the man and they always just call him for everything big deal. Because yeah. it's like farther, it's He's like, the it, best. It, I didn't catch the actual location, but I think it was like southern, southern Nakano. Yeah, okay. And there's a bunch of police officers showing up. Yeah, yeah. And that's where we get. Surprisingly, uh, it's only your second episode, and it's the second Spider Monster. You know, I was looking at that, and I'm, is this coincidence or by design? It is by design because it's supposed to be a revival, so they're trying to hit back to something. And I will, I will say something though. By now, we've gotten at least three times the character development oh, from yeah. the first one with with the pacing and how much is jammed in, and, and you know the actual scene transfer stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah, we've gotten so much more involved with the characters than we did in. Uh, season one episode one yeah um which i thought was interesting because you know you have the same time slot and somehow there's so much more going on like we've been talking for i don't know how long compared to the last one yeah we got to the fights uh there is a thing about um the three main uh villains are always usually a thing and that's so this is something we'll talk about more uh, when uh, i've spider bat and cobra okay spider bat and cobra are like the three big ones the three main theme villains okay so Usually they appear, or when they're like trying to do something cool, they'll bring these ones out. They okay. may be their right. bosses. They're like the symbolic uh, uh, common Rider villains. Okay, you got it. Okay, so but yeah, Spider. This one is a, a little bit more dangerous than the last. No, Spider. totally, man. He he. Okay, talk about an entrance. It's like he steps out and he starts slapping fools like he gets paid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> He drops down, and the funny thing about this is it's totally different because Shocker is an evil organization <laughs> yeah. that's been around for like a long time from the thing. It's like a secret organization. So yeah. like, this Butterfool has created a webbing across two giant buildings, drops down, broad daylight starts totally. killing police officers. Doesn't give a crap. I mean, it's like one of those things where he's like, slap, dead, slap. Dead. And then he he's punches like, a guy's head through some glass. Yeah, he just slaps <laughs> some dude, and his whole head goes through the glass. And then somebody thinks they're safe. No, you're not safe. Webbing. <laughs> and yeah, he the uh, cop tries to get away, and yeah. the spider monster who has like a weird like spider face and like totally a spider weird. mouth, the animatronic mouth that opens yeah. up, shoots the webbing out of his mouth, breaks through the ra- glass, breaks through the the webbing breaks through the back glass, wraps around the cop. The cop's just like driving hectically as the spider is like crawling up the webbing yeah. at him. He's and like, stuff like he's that. like sucking it down his throat like it's a spaghetti noodle and yeah. like repelling. I don't know, just hand over fist and then it goes back to uh the lobby of the police station where i guess godai and uh sakuroko are stealing evidence yeah they're finally deciding to leave the building. <laughs> yeah, yeah they have a case they're just leaving and then that the cop car just drives straight through the the police station yeah <laughs> and they have to jump out of the way things are going everywhere and then the spider gets out of the car in a creepy way, like hands first, crawls out, gets yeah. out. Some great su- su- suit acting, of course, from the guy. Yeah, you know, because it's—I mean, it's obviously it's a guy in a rubber suit. Yeah, right? and you can't see any facial features nope. and stuff like that. But you're gonna see this. He shows he's—he's he's demonstrating menace by yeah. just being a guy menace walking around in a rubber suit. Yeah, making full use of that. And then now, oh, we find what out. we forgot to mention is that the, this guy is bulletproof. Yeah, I was about to say, we, we now find out if we hadn't, we, no, we saw it before because yeah. when he stepped out, the cops are unloading on him and it's like ping, 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 ping. But we get to see it again because it's now like they're hitting vital spots and it's still, she just walks over and whaps. He slap. starts beating up things. But at this point, uh, also, the the cases got knocked open. Oh, and the belt popped out and then Goda gets more flashbacks. And, and also the monster says blah, 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 yeah, something. blah, blah, Kuga, blah, blah. <laughs> and uh yeah godai gets more flashes and these flashes are of yeah, someone like, wearing the belt and having like a form and, and like, like transforming it looks yeah. like doing some sort of ah, tosh. yeah looks like and so some uh, ancient karate gi godai's just i'm gonna put on the belt yeah <laughs> yeah this is after the the you know the uh after the 19th cop has been killed yeah, the spider walks up does a forehand kill backhand kill and then he just starts walking up the stairs yeah. killing police officers just and it psh, finds out psh, for no psh. reason because he just jumps off the stairs after he's killed those cops <laughs> he's just like <laughs> he's just like i want to kill people because they're in front of me yeah uh, and so no secret that monsters exist yeah, so godai now he's got the idea to put on the belt from his flashbacks does this 
I don't even know if it was a dynamic roll or if he just fell forward <laughs> yeah. trying to get it. He's like, I'm going to put on the belt and then puts on the belt. Doesn't wait for anybody's opinion. I don't know why he even voiced it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he puts on the belt. And I think the reason why he said he put on the belt is because I guess they had they're running low on the the budget because there's no effect for the belt disappearing because yeah. uh, Sakuroko just says the belt was absorbed into Godai and yeah. then it goes yeah. back. It's like welt. I guess, I guess I guess part of his clothes too because like a section of clothes has been absorbed I guess along yeah, with like the belt burnt off kind of yeah so he has like red in spot part of his clothing is burnt off and the belt's gone and he's clearly in pain yeah. And this is when the spider monster decides to focus on yeah. whooping Godai. Yeah, comes over and just starts putting the same kind of beat down, but Godai is not dying. Yeah. <laughs> so the fight goes outside. Yeah. Godai is like on the ground and he's fighting. And then he just gets angry, punches the monster. Yeah. And then it's like his hand is like you see this sort of like this quick punch special effect thing. And then it, you see he's got this whole gauntlet on. Yeah. He's like, whoa. And then he has this white gauntlet on. And then he like. Punch, kick. And every time he hits the monster, that body part transforms. And then yeah. he's into uh, a common Rider form. Right, this full-on white. So what do you think black. about this one versus the last one? So here's the thing. I, I thought about it, although I, it looks cool. I think I still like the other one. I think yeah. the other one's a little bit more minimalist, a little bit more, um, I don't know how to put it. I just don't, it's a bit I don't, dump more dynamic. Yeah. It has more like, if you see hongo's outline you know that's hongo yeah yeah it's got it's definitely more iconic i think so far yeah, from and, what i can Kuka's tell outline is kind of more generic yeah uh, kind uh, of do i like it yes but i i i mean it is it is like more up to date and it's like made out of better material and stuff but if you put past that sure you put you just look at the design and uh because even if i can't quite put my finger on it i i know i like the first one better as far as the outfit it's it's not much of a like a spoiler because you've seen there they, they showed it in like flashbacks and uh, Kuga has more forms. You know, I was wondering. I was wondering because they like, showed the like the first one I saw was like kind of a reddish, the reddish, and then there's a blue and there's green and stuff like that. And so those come in like later in okay. that. But at the start, this is kind of a basic, okay, real form. And like as we go on, because we're going to be watching more newer, the newer ones form nuts. Okay, I think for the first twenty to twenty-five episodes of Common Rider X Aid, there's a new form every episode. Oh man. And the thing is, is you think that'd be horrible, but it actually works out real well. But because <laughs> that's a video game theme one, so it, like it works oh, out. Okay, yeah. So Godai is transformed into the common rider here. He's able to fight better, but he's still not he's, powerful. Uh, yeah, it doesn't look like he's very. He just hasn't. Yeah, he doesn't have the experience to fight. It's it's almost like he's the same strength level, but not as much experienced with fighting sure, as the, yeah. the, the the monster yeah definitely. so like his hurt his punches hurt and he gets hurt by that those punches this is where the cool truck scene comes in oh yeah they're so like they're ramming a truck into each other like he just pushes a truck and thing gets slammed and blah blah kuga blah blah once again because you know everything basically this thing says has kuga in it and we can't understand anything else yeah so he pushes him and he literally it's pretty good effect where he sh- he crushes the spider monster yeah, into a walls but it's because the spider monster is tough enough to be survived, and he pushes the thing away. Oh yeah, they end up fighting on the roof. I forgot how. Yeah. So okay, so they they start jumping from from uh, like balcony to balcony, and yeah. they're climbing up a pipe that breaks. And at this point, it's like the fights are a lot better choreographed, and there's so much collateral damage compared to the first episode oh, yeah. that we watched because. They it's have like, a, obviously a huge budget. Yeah, and the first one you have like two people die, and it's like okay, they might have broke some glass, but in this one, it's like broken buildings, broken pipes, dead people everywhere. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like thirty dead so far. Well, the, the, we also got to realize that the first episode, all the fights happened like in a quarry. Yeah, like away <laughs> from people. This one's like right in the main streets. Yeah, like it's breaking just like in through front of buildings, buildings and stuff, downtown city and stuff. And so then they end up on the roof, and it's a real like. Real back and forth. Oh yeah, they're like it's one person gets the upper hand, and then the other person gets the upper hand, and they're they're doing it. It's like I said, really well choreographed. He's making good use of his webs, mm-hmm. but then like he gets angry or something, and it's like extendo claws. So this whole time, this guy had the ability to extend these tusk things out of his wrist. Yeah. <laughs> so he's basically going easy on this guy. Yeah, he's playing on easy mode. But like I'm watching this, and it's it's a lot like the final fight of like an action movie. Mm-hmm. The only difference in an action movie is it would be at night and raining, and yeah. this would be exactly that same fight. And you might remove the webbing. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> you might say instead of a webbing, the guy's got a whip. And sure, like yeah. that's that's pretty much it. And the reason why Godai and so it's like the same kind of action choreography. They're on the roof fighting, the spider's holding him down, is it is like choking him at the edge of the building. 
Yeah, as far as exploring exploring the back of uh, of house or you know anything, it's like way better than anything you'd see on ECW. It's like yeah, they're making use of everything. The, yeah. the kitchen sink is involved. Yeah, and uh, the music is so much better. Yeah, I mean okay, but I I'm biased. Yeah, like the the 70s soundtrack never really did you know click yeah. with I me. I mean obviously they have more money. Sure, they yeah. have a lot more experience in doing shows. It was like a, it was a simpler time. Yeah, it was a simpler time. Um, but without that, we wouldn't have had this. No, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and then the chopper up. arrives. Totally. Okay, so this chopper comes up, and I'm thinking, okay, this has got to be like SWAT snipers, and they, they're ready, and they're coming here. And then, of course, it's Ichimoji. Ichimoji. He's the man. <laughs> Who do you call when you need somebody to shoot a handgun from a plane? Well, the first thing he sees is like there's two of them. So yeah. like he, he makes no distinction between this spider thing with claws out that's trying to stab uh, Kuga here. Yeah, because he didn't see any trans. He didn't no. see uh, any anything happen because that all happened outside by by themselves so yeah because i think he was probably en route to the emergency situation i don't think he ever got there yeah he probably was he probably got into a helicopter was flying there and then he found out that it was like a, that was happening at the police station yeah, and, came, and back, came back which is like just makes these like the cop and so yeah and he's just like he just sees a bunch of guys fighting and so he's just he's just like well they're both monsters so i'm gonna yeah, shoot them start shooting at them <laughs> thankfully they're both bulletproof yeah <laughs> but the one okay so this he hits the spider like clear on the the I want to say above the left eyebrow, and he was just not happy about that. So he likes takes the well. We saw that it's kind of not like a bulletproof, but like he's really tough. The, yeah. the bullets push in, it did and look then pop. like it dented in somehow. Yeah, and it, it might be like being shot with like someone who being shot with BBs. Yeah, it's like ow, that that irritates me. So like he, like he gets rid of he had by this whole time he was holding him down with both arms and the webbing kuga. He had a, the the webbing around his throat, and you know he was getting really close to having it. But now he. He cuts off the web and he shoots it into the plane and he starts doing his spaghetti noodle, yeah, uh, re- you know, uh, repel or whatever you want to call it. And uh, so now he's attacking Ichimoji in this. I'll give you credit. The guy was not scared. No, he's just like, okay, well, there's a monster coming at me in a helicopter. Yeah, just, Both sides of the helicopter are open. I'm just gonna start keep. I'm yeah, gonna keep firing. Start blasting. <laughs> nothing, but you know, yeah, you gotta respect the. Uh, and he's about ready to kill him, and then Kuga comes up from behind. Right. He. I don't know how he got there, but super jump. He jumped. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, if if Hongo can jump up a mountain and appear on the top when he fell down, right? Why Jason not? Voorhees. You mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so then it is a really long fight sequence on a helicopter. Oh yeah. It, it's like okay. Again, how do you much have that much back and forth without the plane <laughs> yeah destroy it's it's okay we needed ichimoji to live through this it comes on underneath around this i think they're like we have this helicopter for a weekend <laughs> we are gonna get as much Every out of this can. we paid for this helicopter because yeah, there's like they're falling out of the plane they're falling they're crawling back into the plane i say plane helicopter yeah uh, like they're like they're dangling. going around to the other side underneath oh yeah they're all over that thing and, and I will say this though, Ichimoji makes a really nice uh, complimentary character. I'm getting some serious like Tachibana vibe. So you know this uh, the secondary hero that's the normal guy, but yeah. also badass within his realm. That's yeah. what I'm kind of picking up from those two yeah. as far as similar themes. I'm wondering if that's like a dynamic for every um, maybe in some of them and stuff like that, and it's cool when it happens. Yeah. And so they're fighting back and forth, and and like there's not much to say except that there's a lot of fighting in it. Ichimochi's not just being passive; he's trying to help out as much as yeah, he can. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's not and scared. We we say choreographed, but this is it's obvious that, which is great because of how it's choreographed. It's obvious that Godai is not trained fighter. Absolutely, yeah. he's just a guy who's like flailing around, mm-hmm. and it's like the monster. Sometimes it bothers me, and you'll see it sometimes and stuff. Being a monster does not make you good at kung fu. No, it really doesn't. <laughs> this monster is used to winning by by brute force and instincts, yep. and like that's how the fight goes. It's instincts and brute force versus just flailing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Godai wins by kicking him out of the building while yeah. they're kicking him out while they're like. This is kind of a continuity error, but they're like yeah. over the water and stuff like that. Yeah. And he falls and he falls. I guess he falls far, far enough. Hit the water or just hit the uh, hit the side because it doesn't really he doesn't like sort of splatter yeah. or anything mm-hmm. like that. <laughs> it's not really. You just and, get the gist, I guess. And then at this point is when Ichimoji's like, you saved me. And then he, so Kuga doesn't say anything. He just gives him the thumb up. The thumbs up. The same. And then it's like, wait a minute. This is where the continuity comes up because he's just like, who are you? And like, Godai's like, bye. And he jumps out of the helicopter and it's back to the roof that they were just at where like they were nowhere near when the, yeah, when the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the helicopters had to make it back. 
that's where it ends. It's like this is the start and stuff like that. And this is Kuga standing on the roof and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, and then like Ichimoji, I think, alluded to having uh, an idea. Under, uh, understanding, he's just no way. No way. That's him. He's like looking at his thumbs up. Yeah, like and he's just like, hand, like um, is that the guy? I love that when like. It's totally obvious what a secret identity mm-hmm. is. Dude, it's obvious you're a secret identity. So now we know why he's the man. He figured that out immediately. Yeah, he's like, I mean, come on. No, not Clark a moment of hesitation. On him. And so that's the end of the first episode, and we have an ending. So what did you think about this ending? Okay. Uh, first off, I love that it started before the, uh, uh, the... The preview on? Yeah, so I didn't have to like block my eyes mm-hmm. and cover my ears. No, I get to go for it. Um, I, th- I thought it was really chill, especially after all that, that action yeah. and pacing. It was like a really good ending for... Yeah, just uh, it's just Godai sitting in a uh, field yeah, like he's got taking, a book like, on his chest, taking, taking a nap. nap, and then it has what appears is obviously the the other two main characters for the show, Sakuroko and mm-hmm. Ichimoji. Yeah, and they're like running back and forth around the th- almost like Ichimoji looks like he's looking for Yusuke but can't find him even though he's right there on the ground. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then at the end, Yusuke gets up like from a nap. Yeah, and he goes in and he, like pushes the camera away to make it uh, like look up to the sky and yeah, i think it's a really cool like offset to the beginning because the beginning is a very the the beginning uh yeah. theme is a very somber bringing up uh, forgot to mention the fact that it's it says uh a new legend for a new hero which yeah. is kind of the whole revival of bringing back common rider and stuff but then the end is like this happy more yusuke yeah more like godai style like thing because mm-hmm. he's like a very happy person right exactly it makes you wonder if I know, but it makes it makes me wonder like an idea of which one is going to be the Yusuke at the end of the show. Right, right. Uh, like fighting monsters and being this like monster killer can't hopefully makes you like change as a person because otherwise it would be like a dull character. Kind moment. of a weird arc. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I kill monsters and I don't change. Yeah. <laughs> that was that episode. So, Sakin Sugoi, what did you not like about it? Okay, what did I not like about it? Uh, hmm. That's kind of hard to say because I don't know. I was, I was kind of interested the whole time. Yeah. Uh, what did I not like about it, though? It would probably be uh, we know it's the same sort of speed of plot thing that I was kind of expecting. Yeah. But like, not only did they translate the symbol immediately, but then for some reason they decided that they're going to take the belt with them, even though they've already translated the symbol they need to translate. It's like I realized they needed the belt nearby for that scene. Yeah. But otherwise, like, I don't know why any two sane people would take evidence out of a police station. <laughs> what I didn't like is it was a plot convenience that didn't need to be there. Yeah. It was like double. It was a double reason for them to have the belt. Right. There's two reasons. The, the translation, Godai's visions. It, it's like you don't need both. No. Just I mean, if one. he's drawn to the belt. That's good enough. That's yeah. good enough for him to get it. And then the translation, it could have just been like, he's drawn to the belt and they bump into a guy while he's running around. But that's kind of the plot convenience of just accepting them in and here, take this belt. Yeah, just deal with it. <laughs> and so because you're translating it, not just take pictures of the belt and send it to be translated and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. I understand. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it seems a little weird as a plot convenience. But uh, what was like the wow factor for you for this episode? The wow factor. Oh, uh, you know, it just I wasn't expecting to, uh, I guess, be as interested as I going from the first episode that we watched, I was thinking, well, if it's going to be like this the whole time, it might be, it might become a bit of a drag. Like especially if it's like recycled plots or anything yeah. like that. I have nothing, no idea what to expect over yeah. what is it, fifty seasons or something? Yeah, yeah. Jeez, it's like, <laughs> and it's like everyone's a new character or something. Oh man, they they got to be completely different stories. And so far, yeah, it's like bam, that one's a cyborg, this one's, I don't know, it's like ancient mystical yeah, magic, mi- and stuff like, that. like yeah. <laughs> Something totally different, and yeah, it's just a big, big difference in pacing, which you know is relevant yeah. to me being a young and yeah, you know, wasn't born in the seventies. Well, I need, I need my plot now. Yeah, <laughs> it's like please. What really blew me away about this one versus the last one? Just hmm. the openness of the monster. Yeah, like the last time it was like secret organizations. Yeah, now it's just, just like creepy... midday. It's like one in the afternoon. Spider monster killing cops, yeah, <laughs> fighting in a helicopter over a over a city, yep, let's just blow it up. <laughs> Burn it down. and like that. There's cops involved too. Yeah, see that doesn't usually happen in no, no. Uh, Japanese shows because it's 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 kind of this cultural thing of like cops do their job. Yeah, and so that's why usually 
superheroes in in Japanese media, they battle like organizations or they battle like superpowered beings and stuff like that. You very rarely will see them go around and like stop a mugging. Yeah, that makes sense. Because it's like that's the cops' job. Cops have that. I mean, and even when you're in Japan, you see police officers. You tell them thanks for doing your job. Yeah, I've been in Japan and been uh, profiled because I'm white. Yeah, and um, people might know that not know that, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but like I'm like, yeah, that's just I I, I didn't feel bad about it. No, not taking uh, it to but, heart. So that was the first episode of Common Rider Kuga, which was the first episode of Heisei Phase One. And as we explained in episode zero, we're going to be following the Heisei phase one, phase two formula so that we can kind of kind of separate it up. Well, yeah, and ba- it balances out the Showa Heisei because there is like almost twice as many episodes in the Heisei era as there in the Showa era mm-hmm. because they never stopped. Right. But there is a very distinct break in because there's... Uh, 10 seasons mm. and then 10 more seasons and that's the entirety of Heisei. Yeah. And so that makes it really nice. So the next episode we will do is the first episode of Common Rider Double which is okay, Double has some weird naming conventions. Okay. It actually each episode has two titles. Okay. It's a title slash. So and it all and they always have a letter. Okay. So the first title for the first episode, the W search, W search slash, two detectives in one. Okay. So it's common writer double, and it's it's idealized as a a W. Okay. Yeah. But when Japanese say W, they just say double. Double. So okay. it's just double. Gotcha. Uh, so and that one takes place it airs on September sixth, two thousand and nine. So almost ten years later. Yeah. Okay, not bad. And in a little uh, trivia, this is the first series I started watching while it was still airing. This is oh, because this is where you started. <laughs> this is where I started watching while it was airing. Okay, okay. Like I didn't. I'll take like huge months off in time and watch it and stuff like that. But this is the first time I started watching it while it was airing every week I, and whatnot. I I watched Kiva, and then I went back and watched a bunch. And right. I really liked it, and so I went back and watched as much as I could. Yeah, I think you, um, I think you might have explained this on our episodes. Yeah. Ago. So and then de- de- decade finished, mm-hmm. and then uh, decade finished while I watched everything else before decade. Yeah. And then started watching a double while it was airing. Okay. And so that will be our next episode. Is there anything else you wanted to? Uh, well, we we have one more thing to do. Oh yes, and that is the writer ranking. The writer ranking. How could I forget the writer ranking? Yeah, the writer ranking. We have so many to work through. So so far, let me just read the entire list. We have it one, common writer, (laughs) (laughs) and and as as we will find out later, we will uh, dub him Ichigo to keep him separate from everything like that. Okay, and that is how he's uh, referred to Ichigo number one, Uh, common writer Ichigo. Okay, and that's the Hongo Takeshi. Okay, Hango Takeshi. Okay, and so now we have to... And Godai Yusuke. And Godai Yusuke. And remember, this is going to be a dynamic list. Mm-hmm. So next week, if if uh, if if we find another... If we watch an episode and it changes how we feel about them, we change them. Yep. Yep. If all of a sudden it's like, dude, he was way better in this episode. Oh, if you watch yeah. the second episode and you're like, Hongo is crap or Hongo right, right. is the man, then it changes. Right. So it's a dynamic list, and I will try my best to keep my opinions based kind on just of, what we've seen. Yeah, try to try to not think too far ahead. So, and also, you have to judge, because I, I, I can't separate the two. I agree. Yeah. I can't separate the common writer from the character. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm going to judge them both together. Yeah. For the most part. As you'll see, will give us a very interesting challenge. In the yeah, next, it's going to get more difficult. Yeah, it will get more difficult because sometimes almost the writer's almost a separate person, and that's actually gives a, a weird thing to it. Bit of um, a dynamic. So, what do you think? You think Godai is better than Hongo? So here we get to a very interesting. I was torn. I was thinking about this the entire time we were uh, setting up to do this again. Yeah. Uh, so I had to think about it very. Um, so I'm trying to think of it very impartially because on one hand, I really like this episode a lot more as a whole, mm-hmm. uh, but mostly because it's, a, you know, the faster pacing and things we've talked about. So how do you separate the character from the episode? Mm-hmm. 
And especially when this episode, there is so much more character development. Yeah. Um, so I'll say this. I think Hongo is a stronger character as far as um, what little you've seen him. Yeah. So like he's got he's more the man. Yeah. As far as uh, his attitude and uh, I guess his aptitude with, you know, picking up new things and doing yeah. things. Um, so I think right now I'm still I'm still team Hongo on yeah. this one. Uh, now, go. do I like Godai? Yes. He's a little whimsical. Uh, I feel like he'll grow on me. I, I want to see more Hongo, though. I want to see yeah. more about what... Well, you definitely saw in the first episode of Kamen Rider, you saw more Kamen Rider than you did in this one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because it, that's what I mean. So it was like a, it was like a trade. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, like I said, I like the suit better. Yeah. Um, I like the action more for this episode, of yeah. course. But, you know, like I said, that's grain of salt stuff. I'm trying yeah. to be impartial. Yeah. But what you did see of Hongo in that first episode, you're like... Hunger's a guy I'd like to have as my friend. Yeah, he's the man. You don't want to <laughs> raise your enemy, that's for sure. Yeah, that's for sure. No, because it's just like, not with an, with now our IQ of 6,000. Yeah, 600. 600 plus, minimum. Has minimum, to be at minimum least 600. 600. We don't know and where a pro athlete. Yeah. And a motorcycle rider. Yeah. And he uh, definitely picked up being a common rider a whole lot better. Oh, yeah. He had just like, like immediately, I'm ready. It's like, yeah, like th- three seconds, you're a cyborg? Cool. Let's yeah, jump through this okay, roof. Let's do this. I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm just going to hyperspeed my bike. But, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, for, totally forgot about that. So, but now next. So our uh, rider ranking stands at Ichigo, Kuga. Ichigo, Kuga. Yes. Ichigo I... one, Kuga two. And now we are going to see how common rider double stands up next time. Yep. And that's going to do it for us today. Riding Through the Ages is a production of Fanboy Opinion. If you want to find out more information, you can look it up at fanboyopinion.com. You can follow us on Twitter at fanboy underscore opinion. If you have any questions or comments or anything you want to ask us about, you can email us at fanboyopinion at gmail.com. Please don't forget to rate and review us on the podcatcher of your choice. My name is Eric. And I'm Eugene. Join us on our next time as we go through another age of Common Rider. <laughs>